welcome to the Arizona Society of CPAs podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fry, Senior Director of Marketing and Membership. And today I'm excited to be joined by Tim Truel with Lavage. And I had the opportunity to work with Tim on our recent rebrand project. And to tell you a little bit more about Tim, he has been with Lavage for 15 years and served as Managing Director for the past eight years. He oversees strategy and branding for the agency. Some of his notable client engagements include ASU, Dole, Intel, APS, Axon Taser, the NBA, Waymo, and now the ASCPA. In this podcast, we'll talk about what branding is. Branding is is really a discovery of what your DNA is. How you can research your current brand perception. It's kind of like the 23andMe for an organization without the blood test. And why you should invest in branding. A brand really is the foundation of your organization. Well, you wouldn't build a house without building a foundation first, would you? So welcome, Tim, and thanks for joining us today. Great. Thanks, Heidi. I'm, I'm excited to be here. This is, this is my first podcast. I'm very excited. Great. I'm excited yeah. as well. Yeah. So I thought today we could talk a little bit more about the project that you did for us at the ASCPA and then also for our members to kind of let them know more about branding and how that can help their organizations. So we could start out talking about really the importance of branding to an association. So, you know, as we looked at the ASCPA, why is it important for us to take a look at our branding? Whether it's with the ASCPA or any other organization, uh, branding is, is really a discovery of what your DNA is. And a lot of organizations don't take the time or effort to really do that. I think the really strong uh, organizations for the long-term future really do take the time to go in and define what their brand is. And one of the things that we talk about a lot with branding is we talk about how the brand of your organization oftentimes is a lot like um, who you are as a person, you know? So it's, it's like putting a personification of, of a person on the organization because what happens is when people interact with you, they get a certain perception of who you are based on how you talk to them, how you look, what your personality is, all those different things. So it's really important that you help to shape those perceptions because people without, with any absence of having a strong brand will uh, perceive you in their own way rather than in the way that you help to kind of shape that. So branding is critically important and you can see, gosh, there's a lot of examples all over the place about uh, organizations who've done a great job at branding and organizations who basically said that, you know what, I don't think that we need this. Um, and they really didn't survive in the long term. So it's, it's, it's really part of the DNA and it's discovering the DNA of your company. Mm-hmm. And I know when we worked on our branding project with you, there are a lot of exercises that we worked through and really looking at, you know, who are we and, and then also looking at aspirational of who we'd like to be as well and looking at who that personality is. Also looking at evaluating the brand. So for us, we had the same logo for many, many years, hadn't looked at our branding that much in detail. Can you talk more about how you can go about evaluating your brand and conducting research. The discovery process for whenever we go into any kind of a brand assignment, whether it's a brand new company or whenever it's uh, an organization that's rebranding like the ASCPA was doing, is really it starts with research because as I mentioned earlier, your brand is really defined by those people who are interacting with your brand. Oftentimes it's not defined by the organization itself, 
but it's more so defined by your customers or members. So what we do is we go through a, kind of a, a discovery process. And again, it's back to the, the DNA uh, example I used a little earlier. It's kind of like the 23andMe for an organization without the blood test. Basically, what we do is we go in and we dig into what are people thinking about your brand? What's going on external to the brand? We do research with members, prospective members. What's going on out there? What's happening in the industry? So it's really a lot of discovery on what's happening within the industry and outside of your organization, but also pairing that up with what's going on inside your organization, going through workshops with your leadership team, talking to your members and finding out what their perceptions are, and then putting all that together to have a full view of what the brand is and what kind, if there is alignment or if there is misalignment within that. And so it's really identifying what's happening and using the research as the initial stage of discovery to really determine what the brand is at the real core essence of it. Yeah. And I, I also liked when we took a look at the logo of not just saying, do you like the logo? Do you not like the logo that you had um, different ways to really evaluate that logo rather than just likes and dislike? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a process and it really is a process of going through that. And it's almost a therapeutic process sometimes for organizations is, you know, what, what is your brand and really getting the research at the, the back at the very beginning to say, you know, who do we want to be? What do people perceive us as? And how are we moving forward with that? And within that, you get some cues of what kinds of things uh, are positive attributes that we really want to um, highlight as we go forward. So as you go forward through the branding process, kind of the next logical step is going into uh, messaging, logo development. And so those are just kind of the outward dressings of the brand, but what they have to do is they have to represent who you are at the core. And so as we're looking at things like redesigning a logo or looking at your current logo, we, we base that against, is it something that is, you know, basically firing off on those attributes that you're trying to represent out there? So are you contemporary? Are you, uh, do, do you feel like an organization that's connected? Are you relevant to your members? And so rather than saying, oh, well, I love this color or I like this look, the logo has to be a representation of those attributes that are identified as kind of the building blocks of who the brand is rather than, oh, it's a pretty color or I hate red. Yeah. <laughs> and then from our research, we found that our members said it's time for a new logo. So can you talk about kind of the process we went through and, and that process of developing that new visual element? Yeah, a logo is, you know, just like as you go through the brand process, a logo is that, as I said, that outward representation. And logos and naming are probably the hardest things to, uh, to do from a, from a branding standpoint because of the fact that uh, people have so much invested in them. And they have to really represent who you are. And sometimes it, it, it's even the, the point that people try to make the logo work too hard for them. So what we do is we go through the process saying, okay, well, we've done the brand work on the front end. We have identified some attributes that are important. We've identified who our personality is. We've identified a lot about who we are as an organization. Now, what's the visual representation of that? So as we start taking a look at visual representation, we start taking a look at those things in abstract. So as a, for instance, with the ASCPA, 
one of the things that we looked at was connections. That was a that was a huge part of what we're all about. So as we started looking at logo designs, we tried to represent that in a way that looked like it was things were interconnected to visually represent who we are as an organization. So as we went through the many rounds of logos that we went through, uh, we finally came to the point that we found something that was uh, representative of us as an organization because the fact that it showed all of the different diverse pieces of the organization, which really is a representation of our members and our staff uh, and the community, frankly, all of the diversity that is really kind of coming together in a sort of a, a almost like a synchronicity in a way um, where it's all coming together and swirling together, but making order which was a good representation of who we are as an organization. So it's not that we're just saying, oh, well, we like squares or circles. It's we're saying, how do we best visually represent who we are as an organization? So as people see us, they, that's already implanted in their mind. Your team did a great job of really being able to tell the ASCPA story in our logo and really emphasizing that community and connection that's available to members of the ASCPA. And the lines, I think, show the different paths available to CPAs. And then the intersection of those lines shows the different connections that you can make through your membership. And it kind of comes out to a, a whole community of members and the movement of the lines showing that maximizing their growth through the membership. And so I really like how the story is told through that logo. And then with the lettering, I think it's a lot more contemporary and modern. And the emphasis and bolding on the CPA letters shows who we serve. It was a really great process. And I know some people had difficulty throughout, you know, trying to decide, you know, ooh, I like squares, I like circles, or I like purple, I like green. And then really having to come back to that story that we're telling with the logo. And thank you for sharing more about that process. You know, even, even the color thing that you mentioned too is interesting because there's a whole color theory, obviously. Uh, on how people respond to colors. And one of the reasons that we chose the colors we chose is uh, because of the fact that they felt more warm and inviting. And that was certainly one of the keys about ASCPA is we wanted to be an organization that was warmer and more inviting and that we welcome members. And so, you know, even the color isn't chosen randomly. It's really chosen purposefully. I know our first round, we, we looked at them in, in black and white, so you couldn't attach mm -hmm. too, much, too much color opinion to it at that point. So I thought that That's was right. a, a, a nice approach. And so obviously a brand is not just the logo. So can you talk more about how to tie in both your visual element, the messaging, and then also bringing in the action related to that brand story? Sure, sure. So the, uh, whenever we do brand work, one of the things I like to really talk about on the front end is that uh, branding work isn't necessarily something that just impacts marketing. Branding work uh, really impacts your entire organization and how you behave as an organization, decisions you make as an organization. So it's, it's a filter really that we can use to, uh, to, to really guide where we're going as an organization. So that's kind of one of the first things is that I think a lot of times people have the mis misconception that branding is a marketing function. It's more just a visual function. And it's certainly not. It's much bigger. Mm -hmm. So uh, for the ASCPA, what it does is that, you know, as we talk about things like, you know, connections, uh, being more contemporary, being more relevant to our member needs, all those kinds of things, 
what it does is it helps us to impact uh, how we roll out programming. It helps to impact what kinds of curriculum that we roll out. It helps to impact how we deal with our members on a day-to-day basis. So it's beyond even just the visual representations of who we are, but it also impacts those other areas. And then the other kind of key aspect of, of branding that a lot of organizations, again, tend to, to not do is uh, a brand really is works best from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So you first have to start from making sure that your internal organization is on board with, understands, and can communicate your brand before you have even any chance of communicating that externally. So it really is good brands are born from the inside out rather than the outside in, though they're all judged from the outside in. Yeah, and I think the neat thing for us as well is we have our strategic planning session that's right in line with the brand launch as well. So as we look at our goals and objectives for the organization, you know, tying that into our brand promise, I think is really important to deliver on what we say we're doing in our brand promise. Exactly. And another misconception that's out there is branding is a waste of money. So, (laughs) you know, I did have a few people comment on the survey on that. So what would you say to people who think it's a waste of money? But it it, it is something that we run into because, first of all, it's not necessarily a cheap effort to get into. And it's something that uh, it takes time and effort from an organization standpoint. So I get it that people want to make sure that they see the value. And oftentimes, whenever you're doing a rebranding, the value isn't immediately seen. Well, one of the comments I come back with whenever I hear something like that is, well, you wouldn't build a house without building a foundation first, would you? So it's the same kind of a thing. A brand really is the foundation of your organization. And you really need to be able to have a strong foundation for your organization or else it could crumble. So it's the same thing as the example with a house. If you can build a house on just on the ground without a foundation, but eventually you're gonna have problems with it. And that's the same thing with brands, is without the strong brand presence as an underpinning to your organization, you're gonna have problems down the road in dealing with competition, dealing with shifts in consumer attitudes, dealing with different things that happen in the industry because you don't have a strong brand as the underpinning of everything that you do. All right. And can we move into some stories now? And uh, do you have any examples of brands that maybe do a great job and some that could probably use some help? Gosh, that that landscape is littered with good and bad ones. Um, A few that maybe aren't necessarily local. They're kind of larger organizations that, you know, obviously national organizations or international organizations that do, I think, really good jobs at branding from different perspectives are uh, I think probably the, the, the strongest brand on the planet is McDonald's. Um, McDonald's has forever, I mean, you know whether you're in, gosh, Singapore or Seattle, you know if you're in a McDonald's, you're gonna be treated the same way, you're gonna have pretty much the same food with the exception of some kind of local palates which are different in international markets. Mm-hmm. Um, you always know the golden arches and you know what to expect. So from McDonald's standpoint, they've built a brand on consistency of delivery, consistency of what they do, and you know exactly what to expect when you walk in those doors. Uh, so they're probably one of the most consistent and the strongest brand from that standpoint. Another, another brand that I really like that uh, I think kind of uh, 
position their brand in a very different way was Tesla. Uh, I love Tesla because of the fact that they came into the market when some of the big uh, auto companies were starting to get into electric vehicles. And the electric vehicles that were out there, frankly, were just not very cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, they, they weren't real, real sexy looking. They weren't real sporty. Uh, they were very functional because of the fact that they were electric, but they weren't cool. Tesla came in and Elon Musk saw what was going on in the industry and he completely shifted and he came in with a brand positioning that was like, we're going to make electric vehicles cool. And that's what he's done. And so, I mean, you've got people lined up to be able to get Tesla. So those are a couple of examples of, I think, how brands do things really well because they've seen what they need to do. They've seen either an opportunity or they have been super consistent in beating the drum of how they uh, work with their customers. I think a couple of brands and they're both in the retail industry, but a couple of brands who are really doing a poor job and have done a poor job are uh, retailers Sears and JC's Penney's. So for Sears, I mean, they're closing stores right and left because of the fact that they don't know who they are as a brand. Uh, they have uh, always been known for certain aspects of their brand, but they don't know who they are as a brand and they haven't done what they need to do to change based on what's changing in society. Same thing with JCPenney. They tried to go through a big rebranding a few years ago, and it really hasn't stuck. And they really haven't found their market. You look at them in comparison to someone like Target mm -hmm. or Walmart, either one, they know their brand. They know who they are. They consistently are the same regardless. I mean, if you see a Target ad and all you have to do is see that bullseye mm -hmm. and all you have to do is see the bright colors and you have a certain perception of that organization, you say, oh, okay, well, that's you know what, I can probably get something that's uh, fairly cost effective. It's going to be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And you know what, it's going to be fit me. But how many times have you gone into Sears and say, oh, I'm going to find something really cool here to wear? <laughs> I don't remember the yeah. last time I've even been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for those stories. And can you share any trends that you're seeing in branding right now? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in branding. And, um, I think probably the first thing that, that really is happening and it's just society in general is the speed at which uh, organizations want to uh, establish or reestablish their brands. Uh, I think that there's so much pressure now, obviously from a revenue standpoint that uh, organizations need to capitalize on opportunity. They need to capitalize on uh, gaining revenue immediately. And so they want to try to jump into the branding and they oftentimes shortcut a lot of the things that you need to do to build kind of the, the foundation of a good, solid, long-term brand. Uh, so speed is one of the things that I see, and it's one of the things I kind of caution uh, clients against trying to be too fast in this because you need to do it right rather than do it quick. Uh, some of the positioning that I'm seeing uh, over the last few years uh, that's been really kind of interesting is uh, very different than it's been in the past. Like, for instance, some of the brand positions that uh, you're seeing a lot now are kind of built around more of an altruistic view of uh, society and uh, you know companies like Tom Shoes, which is, it's almost a cross between a for-profit brand and a non-profit brand in the fact that they give so much of their revenue back to uh, you know helping the world become a better place. And so that whole altruistic brand is a kind of a, a new area that you're seeing a lot of, as well as some of these uh, new categories, kind of this blue ocean stuff where it's 
you know, Uber or Airbnb or some of those kinds of brands, you know, just kind of niche categories that are brand new areas. And then the other thing that's, that's kind of, I think, been really interesting is how successful longer term brands are evolving their brands. Not unlike, you know, ASCPA, who knew that you had to, uh, you know, kind of evolve to the new member of today and tomorrow. You look at like companies like uh, Southwest Airlines, which I, I love to use as an example, is, you know, Southwest Airlines was started back in the 70s uh, in Dallas. Um, they were flying out of Love Field, which is a part of where the whole love mantra came from, from uh, Southwest. And that's really a part of the core of who they are. What they've done is they've evolved not only that they haven't evolved the DNA of love and humor and uh, customer service, but what they've done is they've evolved how they talk about that. So if you remember back in the 70s, if you got on a Southwest Airlines flight, uh, you had, they didn't call them flight attendants, they were stewardesses at the time, so you couldn't get by with that today by any means. <laughs> Uh, they wore hot pants and you had all the alcohol you could drink on the plane. And you could, I think it, even at the time they still allowed smoking. on the plane. So my how times have changed. And so <laughs> as we've evolved that brand or as they've evolved that brand over time, they've still maintained the customer service, the humor, the love aspect of it. But now it's much more refined and it's really kind of more relevant to where consumers are today. So I think they've done a great job of staying true to the core but really evolving their brand over time to meet where consumers are. Great point. And as you said, with us looking at our brand and how our profession is evolving and associations are evolving, but still kind of having that heart of, of serving the CPA and, and being there for them. Exactly. Is there anything else I haven't asked that you wanted to share about branding? No, I, I think that uh, this has been a, a good conversation. I think that the last thing I'll probably end with here is just kind of the ASCPA and how I think uh, one of the things that's really for, for us as an organization and one of the things that we really love is to be able to work with organizations that are willing to make that commitment from the top down. And there are times when we work with organizations that, you know, maybe the marketing department uh, wants to evolve their brand or uh, maybe it's, you know, some other the sales department or whatever, but it, it's an overall organizational commitment. And I think that working with ASCPA and working with you and with Cindy and Patty and everyone there has been really great because the fact that you've all been committed, you've all been available, you have uh, basically worked hand in hand with us on this, which you have to do in brand work. It's, it's not that, you know, we take it away and we create something and then boom, poof, here you go. It's all done. <laughs> you know, it's, you have to invest your time and effort into it as well. And I think that good brand projects take that investment, again, all the way from the top of the organization uh, to be able to put in the hard work to do it because it is some hard work to get to this point. It's hard work because the fact that now you have to go through and uh, evolve everything and, you know, put a new skin on everything and, and represent everything. But it's worth it in the long run because what you've done is you've made a long-term commitment to this. Uh, so I think that, you know, for me, it's organizations like yours are uh, just a pleasure to work with because of the fact that you're committed, you're all in on it. Thank you. We really enjoyed working with you as well and how you took the time to really get to know our our organization, our members, our board, and really helping provide that advice to move us to where we need to be to recruit new members, retain our members, and provide value to them. So thank you so much for helping us to deliver on that. You're very welcome. 
And if anyone would like to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you? They can uh, email me at ttrull, uh, T-T-R-U-L-L, at lavage, L-A-V-I-D-G-E dot com. All right. And I'll add that in the show notes as well. And thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you to the team at Lavage for assisting us with our branding project. And you can check out our new logo and brand messaging at ASCPA.com.